Coming up today on Locked On Texas Tech, will the Red Raiders press their luck on fourth down at an astronomical rate again in 2023? Tyler Shuck also on Care Factor from the Pac-12 to the Big 12. And we talk winners and losers among the Big 12's Hateful Eight next on Locked On Texas Tech. You are Locked On Texas Tech, your daily podcast on the Texas Tech Red Raiders. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're going to start this thing off right. Everything runs through Lubbock. Great to see you again on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network. Thanks as always for making us your first listen on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. Today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, make every moment more right now. When you bet on Super Bowl winners, you can get a bonus every time that team is winning in the regular season. Again, bet on a Super Bowl winner, and you can get a bonus every time they win in the regular season this season at FanDuel.com slash locked on. He's the only Chris Level. I'm Casey Cowan. Chris, great to be back with you once again, man. And we are diving straight in to Red Raider football to kick off today's episode. And one of those things that's going to be a big storyline heading into this season because it was a big storyline last season. The Red Raiders seemingly will continue to press their luck in certain situations, fourth down or otherwise, but fourth down, of course, what we're concerned with here today. And they're just once again hoping for that no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy, no whammy. Stop! We got used to some last year, Chris, I guess. I say that. I'm trying to tell myself that. But, like, I'm thinking about things – you know, you can guarantee you're going to see this year that will generate, I don't know, opinions or reaction from fans. I think fourth down calls are going to be on that list once again because it is an atypical and ambitious approach that they took last year. And they talk about doing things similarly this year. But I was interested to hear you say to me, Chris, that in one way you kind of feel like even though the mindset might be the same, could there be a reason why the game won't call for that mindset to be in play? as often in 2023 i'm intrigued by this part of it because this is kind of what rode your boat on some days a season ago and gave you a chance to win some big games and it could be again so i did a um i did uh, a radio interview recently and and i was kind of questioned you know that they, they, they were they asked me to be on because they had texas tech and their quote-unquote top 25 and so hey let's 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 talk about the red raiders and you know, one of the questions they posed was like, hey, man, did they go for it on fourth down too much? You know, can, can you expect that to continue? And, and I, I just remember going back to to last year. Like, and, and, you know, we would talk about this and and some of these shows after these games. I, I remember, you know, during the games, you're kind of sitting there going, oh, my. Like, what what are we doing here? What is going on? This Because it was so outside the box in some ways. But as you learned about the philosophy, you understood it, and you then you kind of came to expect it. I, I also heard a national guy that vote that, that kind of was asked about the top twenty-five that we talked about on yesterday's show, and I think the comment he made was, "I don't, I, I don't understand, you know, Texas Tech's inclusion, or I don't think that they'll be in the top twenty-five at the end of the year." simply because they went for it on fourth down so much last year and and they converted uh, an, you know 63% of the time 
which doesn't lead the country, by the way. I will tell you that uh, that there's a I, there's a few things I looked up just about fourth down conversion rates and stuff like that that I thought was interesting. I'll get to that in a second, but um, they went for it the most out of anybody. You know, uh, 52 times I think, and it was a, they converted 63 percent of the time. But his comment or his point was they'll regress to the mean. Like if they continue to push their press their luck this many times, yeah, they're gonna. They're, it's just not gonna. It's not gonna work. The law of averages takes over. These are all fair points, man. I, I I'm willing to listen to that. I'm willing to listen to. Hey, man, these guys were four and five last year. You know, they, they this this thing could have easily gone a different way. I'm willing to listen to. Man, they won a ton of close games last year. And so that could regress to the mean. If you lose some of those or all of those, like, boy, you, you go from eight and five to, to five and eight or something if you, if you were to drop several of those games. Um, I, I think what is interesting is that it's kind of what, what arguments to choose. Texas lost a lot of close games last year. However, they're getting, oh, like, okay, we think they're going to regress to the mean. They're going to win all of those close games. So, <laughs> right. w- 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 yeah, whatever. But my point was, sorry, I just had to set that up. My point was, what happens if you, so counterpoint to to all those arguments or mainly the fourth down argument. My point is, what if you don't have to go for it near as much? What if you are better early in games? You're not trailing. You don't have to have the need to, to have to go for it to get back in a game like at NC State, like against Baylor, uh, like against Texas when you kind of got behind when you got behind against Kansas State. I mean, there, there was reasons why you had to go for it. And, and again, it's well documented. You, you, were, you converted six of eight versus Texas last year. People will point to that's probably the biggest reason why you won that game. And I remember Zach Kitley running off the field with me. He's like, analytics, baby. You know, I mean, heck yeah. <laughs> Throw one up for analytics. But what happens if you don't have to do that as much? Analytics you know? and breaking B. John Robinson in half. I just want to add that. <laughs> yeah. Making him touch his uh, toes for with his sure. head oh, the Sean other Ray way. Weather. Yeah, That's right, Sean baby. Weather, man. Force that fumble. <laughs> but, yeah, what if, what if you just don't have to, to go for it as much because you're just better? You're better early on. You're better in general. And you don't – also, what happens the, – the other point I would make, I think last year – you are trying to level the playing field with your 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 multiple different starting quarterbacks here. Let's let's kind of force it a little bit. We 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 we've, we're juggling quarterbacks here. We don't have anybody in a rhythm. We don't have hardly anybody healthy. Th- th- that factored into it at some level as well. What happens if you have a healthy quarterback? And what happens if 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 he plays well and you're you're up twenty one to seven in a lot of these games? And, and you're not down 21-7, you know? I mean, so I think that is worth pointing out as well because I do think there's a chance you you, you could and should be and will be better and, and maybe don't have to. It does. It dictates to you, you don't have to go for it for fourth down uh, 52% of the time. Yeah, or it's 52 just – 52 times. It, it's just all about uh, – which, by the way, if you're going to convert 65%, I mean, I guess just keep going for it because that's pretty damn good, I would think. But uh, what was the highest number? Did anybody hit 70 or more? Or was it like somebody go, going for it two out of three times? Or Who uh, who do you think was number one in the country at this? I honestly would think Texas Tech. I have no I have no clue. Yeah, Texas Tech, the conversion rate, you're at, you, you were 18th in the country, just to give mm. you an idea. And the, the, the team that led the country in it 
was at 86%. Now, granted, they were 13 of 15, so they didn't do it a ton. But when they did it, they were darn sure Georgia Bulldogs. Ah, okay. okay. <laughs> Number two in the country. Also, they had a phenomenal year last year. They were 17 of 21, okay, 80% of the time. Jim Harbaugh's Michigan Wolverines. So that's one and two in the country. A couple of playoff teams. Again, they were just happened to be really good at it and and executed those fourth downs, like whether they big boy people or whatever they did. And didn't have uh, to try much. They just didn't have to do it as much. Now, on the contrary, I just was curious. I saw this, I saw this mentioned yesterday. I hadn't thought about it. Because the conferences are so big now and everybody's not going to play everybody anymore, okay, in these leagues. And and, te- and Texas Tech and was in the Big 12 that, that it was going to be in the last conference that really you had the round robin. TCU may be the answer to a trivia question on the last team to beat every team in their conference in the same season, which was last year, okay? <laughs> yeah. Because they beat Kansas State in the regular season yep. and then lost to them in the, in the Big 12 title game. But I, I was curious what TCU's was because they did. They rolled through the regular season. They won a lot of close games. They were actually 14 of 27. So uh, they, they were not, you know, they were closer, much closer to 50% uh, and all that. But yet, you know, and, well, and they didn't have to go for it a ton, but they weren't very good at it when they did or just about half uh, foot in the quarter. I think the attempts number is is really what it's all about. The conversion rate is impressive. Do I expect that to continue just year in and year out? Because you're really good at fourth downs. Hell no. I, I think there's a lot of luck that plays into that. Of course, being a good football team also plays into how many, as you're just outlining there, you may be able to convert. But do I want you to have to be going for it for more than 50 times in a season every year? Also, hell no again. I think it'd be great if you were not digging the holes that in some ways would require you to go for it in some situations. But also, Chris, the one that I know this year, here's another guarantee you're going to get one of these this season and we're going to complain about it in a way, or I might complain about it in a way. I know some other fans may join me when there is no hole and it's like zero to zero first quarter. You're on your 32 yard line, your own 30 <laughs> yard line. And you're choosing to do that. And that's still when the antennas perk up to me and I'm thinking, all right, well, I guess analytics is what this says or what this is about, because there's so many different varieties of, trying to go for it on fourth down and the motivation for it but hey worked for you a season ago some of that because you got into some situations where you did need to uh press your luck so to speak and i'm picking up what you're putting down would love to see them in fewer situations where you really felt the urgency to have to do that even though this aggression and this type of mentality they want to be a consistent part of their identity so it's not going to go away but maybe it'll show up in some different forms and fashions in 20. 23. We'll stick with the 2023 theme. We're going to hear from Texas Tech's starting quarterback coming up next. We're hearing from Tyler Shuck on Locked On Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by Bird Dogs, making you look good, feel great with the most versatile shorts in the world. They're fitting slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you that sculpted look you're after. Look down at your legs right now. Sculpted? I doubt it. What do they look like? A pile of crushed beer cans? Not with bird dogs. Way more flexible than stiff, restricting shorts you've had before, thanks to their cloud knit fabric. And of course, as always, that's organic, cage-free clouds. Ah, it stretches to give you movement without sacrificing that slimmer fit. And don't forget about their anti-stink sweat wicking fabric, keeping you cool and dry 
all day long. Sent me some joggers in the mail. So soft, I threw away my pillow and I just sleep on the joggers now. Even stood outside on a 100 degree West Texas day. Just had my wife come out and check periodically how dry and cool my undercarriage still was. And you could say she was stunned. And I think it even had something to do with the pants, though I can't say for sure. But what I can say for sure is if you head to birddogs.com slash locked on college or you enter the promo code locked on college, you're getting a free hat with every order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on college or the promo code locked on college for a free hat with every order. And get into something today you won't want to ever take off, guaranteed at birddogs.com slash locked on college. Glad to have you along for the ride on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with Chris. I'm Casey. The Red Raider quarterback heading into 2023 is Tyler Shuck, and we got to hear from him recently as it relates to time spent formerly in the Pac-12 conference. They've been in the news uh, in some recent days and weeks, and he was asked about the difference and what he remembers from the Pac-12 versus now his experience in the Big 12. Here's Tyler Shuck. The biggest difference between the Big 12 and Pac-12 is, you know, you're going to have a certain few teams in the Pac-12 in Oregon, Washington, and USC, maybe with some large fan bases that are going to show off for each game. But I think in the Big 12, every single team across the board, they're going to have a really variety fan base. They, at each stadium is going to be packed. There's not really a drop-off. You're like, oh, we're going to an easy and away opponent. Um, there's not going to be that many people there, maybe like a Cal or Stanford game, um, something like that, where it's kind of known for maybe not that many people. But I think that's the, the biggest difference I've seen is every single game, you don't know who's what's going to, what's going to happen. They're going to be a tough opponent, and it's going to be a rowdy atmosphere. You know, and I, I've seen this uh, mentioned that, and, and I think it's it's really dead on, um, you know, because who's to blame for the Pac-12? I think we've pointed at various commissioners, maybe just leadership in general, um, you know, and, and, and they all do shoulder that. But, you know, I, I read this the other day and it was like, you know, realignment is as much about the top 25 poll as it is the Nielsen poll, which are TV ratings. And I think that in general, we would all agree that, yeah, there are pockets on the West Coast where there's some interest and some passion. But generally, you can you can paint it with a very broad brush on the West Coast that they just don't care about college sports as much as like the Midwest and the, and the South does. They just don't. The, the, the attendance figures show that. And obviously, the TV ratings show that. Yeah, USC moves the needle. I, I, I gather that Oregon and Washington move the needle a bit as well. But, you know, more often than not, a lot of those brands on the West Coast just don't. And and the attendance figures show it. I mean, like I think the Oregon State and Washington State stadiums, you know, the, the, these are like stadiums that are in the that hold in the 30s and 40s. Um, that's what has always surprised me about uh, like the TCU thing, because their attendance has always like been extremely mediocre. But I guess they they moved the needle enough uh, on, on, with Nielsen, and they've had so much success. But um, I know I just think that I, the, the academic part of the of the culture of of the Pac-12 it, it, it is, and and to their credit, if that's what you're into, that's your that, there's a lot of places for you out there. But eighty thousand people don't show up to see a chemistry experiment. Uh, to quote the movie The Program back in the day, R.I.P. James Kahn. He was just he was great in that movie. Um, but the, you know, I, I think that 
it, it really tells its tale. And Tyler Shuck is telling you, man, flat out, like, hey, man, there's not a lot of juice in this league uh, from a road game environment compared to the Big 12. And I and I think we can we're all smart enough to understand that you know the Big 12 is probably not a, a good comparison to like the SEC in some cases where there's 85 90,000 in a lot of these you know the, the Big 12 just doesn't have it like that but the Big 12 is definitely greater than uh, the Pac 12 as it relates to attendance interest all, all, all those things and I even heard uh, Arizona State's head coach basically you know calling out to his fan base like folks. You know, because he he knows what his leadership has said, but he's like, fans, we got to get, we got to get with it. We need you. You need to show up. You're going to have to be loud. This can be a different deal that we step into than what we're used to. Uh, We need your support. We need you to buy tickets, Um, all those kinds of things. And and he, they they know it's, you know, and he's the football coach, but I think we all understand that in basketball as well, because the same thing holds true in hoops, man. You know, you, you roll into Ames, Iowa on a Tuesday night. Guess what? There's still going to be 14,000, 15,000 people in the stands. I think you go to Washington State on a Wednesday night and maybe there's 4,000, uh, you know, uh, you know, and that may be being optimistic. I don't know. But I think, yeah, Tyler Shuck's point, and I, I don't disagree, but the TV, fo- the networks are basically agreeing exactly with what he said based on their actions here. Yeah, I think uh, he also picked up uh the hat of big 12 commissioner or pr guy for just a moment because there's just a flashing sign in my mind saying kansas 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 when he's like you know there's nowhere to go and they don't show up kansas kansas i mean maybe david Beatty or wait who, yeah david Beatty, yeah he's still there right uh, no, 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 it's it's yeah, Lance Leipold. No, they did have Leipold, game day there. They did have game day. Yeah, maybe Leipold is changing some things, but yeah. as indicated there by the fact that I can't even remember who the guy is that was lighting <laughs> them on fire last year, they still got a long way to go. Um, and he doesn't mention very, very uh, deftly does not mention the additions to the league who were also very, very mid when it comes to the environment. Arizona, Arizona State. Colorado. I bet Utah is rocking, seeing as how they're what back-to-back Pac-12 champs, I think. But uh, yeah, the others are on that lightweight list uh, also. But yeah, care factor at the end of the day, I think, is in large part uh, what has kept some intact and resulted in the dissolution of others. Yeah, one of the big smokiness brands in the Pac-12 conference uh, plays in a 50,000-seat stadium there at Oregon. No harm in that, but just proper context uh, to add to your perception of what the reality is. Okay, coming up next, we are wrapping it up with more perception and reality conversation. Who is the winner or loser in the Big 12 Conference? Among those existing hateful eight members, who has benefited the most from these subsequent additions? We'll get to that coming up next on Locked on Texas Tech. First, today's episode brought to you by FanDuel, America's number one sports book and the official sports book of Locked On. And football season is almost here. And right now, FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long. Today, when you bet on a Super Bowl winner at FanDuel.com slash Locked On, you can get bonus bets every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl, and then you're getting bonus bets for every dub they pick up as the season rolls on. Then you can use those bonus bets on spreads, over-unders, player props, and much, much more. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. And start earning bonus bets right now with America's number one sportsbook and the official sportsbook of the Locked On Podcast Network at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. 
Again, on Locked On Texas Tech on the Locked On Podcast Network with time for a special appearance from the YouTube comments. Had this thought from a viewer, Chris, I wanted to share with you in the audience because it got my wills to turn in as to whether or not I agreed or disagreed with his stance, but what my answer might be also when it comes to those in the Big 12, those remaining eight that have now been joined by eight more. If you're thinking about Texas Tech and those original Big 12 brethren, is there somebody that stands out as more of a winner or possibly more of a loser as it relates to these additions? Here's the thought from the viewer who says, I like what Chris was saying about geography. Great start. If you lead it off with a compliment, just a word. <laughs> Tech has generally been seen as an outlier on the Western fringe of the Big 12, but now we're part of its central core that, which includes Orlando, that and we get to be reunited with our old Colorado, Arizona State, and Arizona Conference buddies. Tech is definitely the biggest winner with the new additions. This is from D.S.2519, which I believe is a lab monkey from Alamosa. Uh, <laughs> what are your thoughts in general on, I guess, Tech's fortunes in all of this? Winner, loser, somewhere in between? Have you considered such a thing just yet uh, on an individual front, I guess, within the Big 12? Well, Texas Tech's budget wins. Uh, I think Texas Tech's student-athlete, like the travel component here, wins. I think this is a neat, tidy fit for for Texas Tech uh, from a geographical standpoint. I think um, uh, as far as – like, do you have a – Kevin, do you have an opinion on – you know, a big winner here as far as like the current eight uh, big 12. Cause I, like, I think I, I look at it individually. Like I think Kansas basketball in a way kind of won because of the inclusion of Arizona. I think that's good for, and maybe just basketball in general uh, wins because of Arizona, but like Kansas is the most high profile team. And I think the, the addition of another high profile "Quote unquote blue blood program," I think benefits uh, another you know high profile blue blood program like that. Um, I think uh, you know it, it, as far as big, I don't know if anybody else stands out. I think that you know some of the schools that maybe were going to be left out. I don't think Texas Tech was ever ultimately going to be that, although it was rumored. But like you know your Iowa States of the world, they're probably a big winner here, just because they're now. In a, in a relevant league and they don't have to worry about, you know, the future anymore and, and all that. Now they need to stop the the gambling going on with their student athletes and, and things like that. Um, <laughs> but at least don't use your mom's fan duel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or, or yeah. Yeah. That's a whole, that's a whole nother mess. Um, uh, but I don't, I, maybe I'm missing an obvious here, but I mean, you know, I, I just, I think there's, there's a lot of winners here and I don't know if you're ultimately going to win, in the in the scheme of of revenue and and college football playoff getting you know some uh some of that piece of the pie and all that stuff but i don't know maybe you view it differently or, or i'm missing an obvious here well i think uh i like what the the viewer is saying about texas tech's fortunes i suppose yes. i don't know how it's going to work out necessarily you've got a long history with arizona i don't know what your your record was with arizona state when they were arizona teachers college or whatever they were because the database I look at is not tracking the Arizona teachers college. Um, but two and two against Arizona state, you're two and O oh against Utah, hardly any history at all. 
Uh, I think you're 26 and five against Arizona. I've said before, that's been a dream of mine for a long time to get a power five matchup, all time series record like that on a television screen uh, yearly because Texas Tech just does not have uh, many or any other power five historical matchups where you just thrash the opponent 26 to five. Let's just take a moment to enjoy that. Um, but I do feel like Texas Tech somehow has gotten into more of a neighborhood than some other league members possibly. You sure ain't West Virginia, even though you've got a new neighbor, I guess, in Cincinnati. We hear from many West Virginia fans in the YouTube comments, and they are just begging over and over for some more Eastern company, you know, Pitt, Louisville, those types of additions. And maybe you'll get that at some point down the road. But there is some type of neighborhood vibe I'm getting as a Tech fan now, even though, like, I, are any of these locales closer than what you were already with here in the state of Texas? I don't think so. Um, as far as Tucson or Tempe or Boulder or uh, where's Utah? Salt Lake City, I guess. Uh, is that where Utah is? Salt Lake City. Yeah, BYU is a Yes. Okay, yes. this is just me uh, thinking out loud and saying it while I'm thinking. <laughs> Let's learn geography together. Um, I, but I like the answer that Tech could possibly be a winner. It's very, very difficult to me, however, Chris, to not also think about still, and I get there in the national title game last year, how much more can you win? To still think about Texas Christian being in the Metroplex in a spot where not only did you just have your most successful season ever or certainly in a modern era, but then your league was stabilized and improved after it was kneecapped by Texas and OU. And this all kind of comes in tandem with your humongous football momentum. So I look at the Frogs as well, unfortunately, because that's not what we're wanting to happen. But I kind of think, in a way, Texas Christian is a big winner here. Because think about, Chris, you you make this run, you get to a national title game, and all right, well, what's happening the next business day? Oh, yeah, our league has been destroyed. Like, that reality would be a pretty weird one if you were – a Horn Frog fan, so I, I kind of look at them as well and think, not for some of the things that we're mentioning as far as location or series or history, but just the general fact that hey, they're they're really rolling momentum wise, and their league was stabilized and improved at least um, as it relates to a non-Texas, non-Oklahoma reality. I like your Kansas answer as well, though, because if you have if you just think about all right, what's the biggest baddest game you've added just by virtue of these additions? It's Kansas Arizona basketball. And I think the biggest now these are new additions. One is a is a brand new one, and the other one is kind of uh, semi new. But like that that game uh, between the Holy War, I guess is what they uh, term it between BYU and Utah, is a game that gets played every year. I think it's a massive deal in that state. Obviously, it, it, it's you know it's going to be down the list of biggest rivalries in college football. But as far as the Big 12 goes, that's going to be a fairly meaningful and big game. And the fact that it's a conference game now, I think, is is kind of fun because I know that those folks, you know, it's the, I, I guess they kind of it's an oil and water mix. You know, they, they kind of like get along, but then they're like they hate each other. And it's like, they, they, you know, one thinks they're better than the other. We're, <laughs> in, we're independent or we're in this league. You're in that other league. We can't get in that league. We don't want you in this league. I mean, all, all kinds of stuff. And then I agree with you about West Virginia. I think that at some level, now, nothing happened with the recent additions, but I think just in general, uh, West Virginia, you know, with, with Central Florida and, and Cincinnati does at some level help them. You know, they would term it a travel partner. I guess technically Central Florida's travel partner would, would theoretically be Houston. Um is that, you know, closest proximity and then obviously West Virginia and Cincinnati. So some of that stuff fans don't care about. 
Sure. They just care about logo and what moves the needle. I, I would say though that like of the and we can have this conversation, you know, and, and separately. But of the new members of the eight new ones, like I would tell you from a football standpoint, Central Florida is is like crushing it right now from a recruiting standpoint, and so they clearly are taking advantage of their new Power Five or Power Four existence. Yep in this new league. I mean, they've got a top 20-ish recruiting class that I think just moved ahead of, of Texas Tech and, and various recruiting rankings. So, like, they're certainly taking advantage, but that's a whole separate conversation. Well, and, so. yeah, thankfully that, that'll that dry up because that's not a fertile recruiting ground at all. So, I don't <laughs> I don't imagine that'll be sustained. Um, yeah, and I, let's just add this. We've already mentioned both of them, but Tech and West Virginia also winners because now it is a triumvirate. We have added another partner. To the Duchendorf Cup. The battle for John Denver's soul is now a three-way. Colorado, Texas Tech, and West Virginia were out of 10 brothers, nine are a guinea. So that's exciting for all of us, I know. And, and, and if, like, you know, the WWE has these kind of matches all the time where the champion has to have two different opponents and the champion doesn't even have to uh, to get pinned to lose the belt, you know, kind of thing. So It's like the uh, Armed Services, <laughs> uh, the Services Academies, the Commander's Cup or whatever. Yes. It, we're, we're, we're kicking it all the way around. The Dorf <laughs> Cup will be on the move or hopefully just staying right here at home in Lubbock, Texas. There you go. America. Yeah. All right, Chris, enjoyed it as always, my man. Appreciate the time and the insights, and uh, we will do it again tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Absolutely. We'll do it again. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, keep hope alive, everybody. And subscribe on YouTube or anywhere you get podcasts. For Chris, I'm Casey. We'll see you for the next round on Locked on Texas Tech. Mm-hmm.